This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to a special International Women's Day episode of Back of the Nest. I'm Cara Skipper and I'm joined by producer Sam and our very special guest Molly Sharp as we take the opportunity to talk all things women in football. Producer Sam, you're in front of the mic today. How are you doing? I'm good. Good, thank you. Yes, it's unusual to be this side of the microphone. <laughs> you get to say all of the things that you wanted to say listening to everyone else talk today. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That's the plan. <laughs> and uh, you've come straight from the Batman, is that right? I have, yes, yeah. Went to the cinema this evening. Nice, nice. Won't turn into too much of a review show, but do you recommend it? Yes, it's worth watch. It's worth good. Definitely worth watch. Short and sweet, there you go. We all know what we're doing (laughs) after listening to this. I will be a film critic forevermore. (laughs) (laughs) So we are recording this on International Women's Day itself. Um, And of course, producer Sam, you are a real life woman. Congratulations I am. for that. Um, but as well as that, you're currently growing a baby girl um, and you've been attending some of the men's matches at Sellers throughout your pregnancy. So I thought you could tell us a little bit about what that experience has been like. Yes. Yeah, so I got my first season ticket uh, this season and actually found out that I was pregnant the day before the first game of the season, which <laughs> has really hampered the um, uh alcohol beverages after the game but uh, it's actually been a really positive experience um, in terms of where where we stand in the Homesdale is obviously uh, the singing section so it's quite um, lively and loud and a really good atmosphere Um, and I think that that's just added to the joyousness of it really and baby girl seems to enjoy it she's kicking and uh clapping along i'm sure <laughs> but yeah on the whole it's been really positive but i think you know i've had a pretty easy going pregnancy anyway so that's probably helped too good stuff she'll be uh prepared to go straight into the singing section then as soon as she 
as a hundred percent yeah once once she's old enough she'll be there <laughs> good stuff good stuff so as I mentioned uh, today we are delighted to be joined by Molly Sharp um, Molly signed for Palace Women's Team back in August last year making the move down to South London all the way from Durham um, she's scored four goals and two assists in a Palace shirt so far and joins us today for this special International Women's Day episode Molly welcome how are you doing thank you I'm really well thank you Good stuff, good stuff. Thanks so much for uh, joining us today. Um, so you joined Palace back in August last year, as I said. Um, how have you found your time down here so far? Honestly, I'm loving it so far. Um, the football and, and the coaches and the girls are just everything that I wanted from my move. Um, and I think we've uh, gone above and beyond people's expectations as well, which is always good. And also, I'm from the North, so living in London is a different experience too. So being able to go out and do things like that as well has been been really nice. So you're very much enjoying your time in South London? I am indeed. South London and proud. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like to hear. We did not pay you to say that. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> Palace did though. <laughs> <laughs> That's your sponsorship deal. <laughs> yeah. So... Now that you're a bit more embedded into the team, who have you made really good friends with? Who's your best mate? Um, so in the team, I think everyone, you can have a conversation with them. There's no bad blood between anyone. And honestly, everyone gets on so well. But I find myself in a little group of, there's like six of us. So it's me, Charlie, Millie, Amy, um, Lee and Hannah. And we all kind of do things together. We're the ones that live really close to each other because... A few of the girls travel from quite far out, so we might go for like a coffee before training or go for dinner. Um, but yeah, they're the go- girls that I found myself closest with. But like I say, honestly, they've all been so welcoming, um, especially because there were a few new girls. But I could have a conversation with any of them or go go for, for coffee with any of them. Um, they're all really, really nice and welcoming, but that's my kind of like group. It's nice say. we had Lee on last year. Um, yeah, it's, Lee's but- just so lovely, so... Yeah, she was a really good laugh. Yeah. So who do you reckon is the best player in the team at the moment? Oh, such a tough question. (laughs) We've got so many players that are just solid. Like, I think a standout player for us this year has been Amy Everett. Um, Like, she plays the number four, so obviously you don't see many, like, goals, but she assisted my goal last week, and I just think, when she's not there, you, you can tell that she's not there. She's so solid, good on the ball. Um, but I think also Lizzie Waldy at the back is just... I, honestly, a player goes up against her and I just think, oh, Lizzie's going to win it. And nine out of ten times she does. So I think them two for me would be my stands out, stand out this season, I guess. Excellent. Yeah. And does... Well, what do you think the best match you've been part of for Palace has been so far? I know it's been a slightly limited experience, but... Yeah, I well, I will have to say the game against Durham. Obviously, I played for Durham last year. I scored yeah. in the game. We won 3-2. My family were there. It was just kind of like written in the stars. Um, and I think to dig out a win at Durham, which is such a hard place to go, I know playing there for two seasons, um, I think that was an amazing game. Um, but then I'd, I'd also say the Charlton game. 
I mm. came on as a sub in that game, but beating Charlton at home in front of the, the Palace fans was was special. I think for for us, for the coaches, and and for the fans, I would say. So yeah, I was I was there for that game. Oh, yeah, yeah, such oh, a yeah. good game. Such it was brilliant, and yeah. uh, my so both my parents are Charlton fans as well. So I, oh, I took my wow. nephew; it was his first ever uh, football match in real life, oh. and he absolutely loved it. And he was sending my mum voice notes all the way through, going, "Ha, ah, we're gonna beat you!" We're gonna <laughs> oh, that's beat amazing. You. <laughs> glad, we're glad we got the win for him then, because yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't have been able to to go see your mum, would he? Exactly. <laughs> no, Never live brilliant. it down. It was such a good atmosphere. It was really, really good. It was really, really um, good. Talking of atmosphere, uh, talk to us about the fans. So obviously, as Palace, we pride ourselves as fans. We like to think of ourselves as the the greatest there is, not to blow our own trumpet or anything, <laughs> not, not we do. <laughs> um, but what's your experience of the fans been so far? Honestly, I was on Twitter the other day and I joined a live feed and the fans were just talking about you know, us, us women, like the Palace women, and they're just so passionate about it. And we see, there's so, you've probably seen pictures and when you go, there's so many flags up yeah. and they're all like shouting, like cheering your name. And it honestly makes you just want to win the game for them. And even away days, I remember went to Blackburn and won and they were still there. And I'm like, it's literally seven hours <laughs> up the road and you're still coming to support us up here. I just think it's amazing. And the amount of time and effort they put in, we like to obviously give it back to them with like wins and and doing stuff for them. But honestly, I think without them, we would have struggled in games, especially the Charlton game. I felt mm. like they really spurred us on to go get that win. Um, so celebrating with them when we score is always a good feeling and catching up at the end of the game and stuff's always really nice. So yeah, we appreciate appreciate them a lot. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Um, how do you think? Obviously, over time, and especially I think in the last like five years or so, the amount of fans attending women's matches has increased massively. Um, how do you think we can increase that further and just get more kind of regular fans attending the attending the games? I think it's a difficult one because you, you would hope that if somebody supports the men's team, that the they would support the women's team. So maybe it is mm-hmm. just a case of you know getting the the men's and women's team together. Um, advertising through the men's club. Obviously, the men's club have a lot more followers than the women's. Like it's, we all know that it's not it's not something that's like hidden. So, them because Palace tweeted about our game <clears throat> last week and we got quite a lot of fans. So that's all it takes really. Um, and then I just think women interact with the fans so much, especially young young children. They really enjoy that. Um, to them, we are just footballers. Um, yeah. So I think that's such an important thing and to to try and push them on and get them coming to, to women's games as well as the men's game is is really important and it is just social media at the minute isn't it like some things on social media and people know about it more people will be there but yeah I would say that that's the main way yeah no definitely I have to say it's yeah. my experience of taking my little nephew Toby to the Charlton game, as I said, and then a couple of weeks later, he came with us to one of the men's games at Sellers, and he preferred going to the women's ones, yeah. like a head and shoulders. And I think for him, because we were so close to the action, right? So like for him, it's like if I'm if he's going to watch it in real life, then he wants to see what's going on. And we got yeah. given this amazing poster with all of you guys on, and um, he was like really enjoying sitting there and being like, oh, that's like that's that's whoever it is, and like you know picking everybody out and. 
that kind of interaction he got while the game was going on, I think he didn't then get that from the men's game. So he was like, oh, why would I bother? Not, not to say that we won't bother going to the men's game, but he he just couldn't work out why you'd bother going there and being so far away from the pitch when you could go to the women's game and see you all up close. And as you say, kind of have you guys right there celebrating with us at the end and all of that. So I definitely think it's about kind of just getting people down for their first one, isn't it, I think? And then people yeah. keep coming back. 100%. There's been a few fans that have said, oh, we came at the start of the season because the first game was free and they've come to every yeah. game since and it's just little things like that. Um, like, 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 I know some of the children that come, they get them posters every week and they yeah. kind of play games to try and get us all to sign our name and stuff. Oh, nice. Um, so it's, yeah, because we all go in the clubhouse at the end of the game and take pictures or whatnot with whoever wants it. So I think it's really nice to interact in that way and just kind of show people it is it is a like community football club obviously and we love to get people down to to watch us yeah yeah no definitely and how do the bigger crowds impact on you as a player yourself and then as the uh, on the team as a whole like what what impact does it make having the the bigger crowds there I just think like I'm gonna go back to that Charlton game again I think if we didn't have a big crowd in that game I don't think we'd have won because it was just you didn't want to let them down and obviously the more people that come might be more people that you're letting down I don't know if that's a weird way to think of it but I guess it's just if people come and support you you want to get the win for them so the more there is it's just like right we've got to do this for the fans and 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 for the coaches and everyone that's come to watch so I just think the the atmosphere as well you can feel it on the pitch and when somebody's shouting your name or saying well done it really, really does just give you that extra boost of energy in, in the 90th minute when you're when you're really tired. It it helps a lot, definitely. Amazing. Thinking about the the bigger crowds. Um, obviously we're recording this on International Women's Day, as we said, and it seems kind of crazy to think that a century ago women's football was banned for about fifty years, for presumably not being that ladylike. Um, <laughs> but. It, in the First World War, the, the the women's game was massively popular and had huge crowds. So how do you think the, the women's game would have developed if there hadn't have been that ban on football? Definitely. I mean, it's 50 years missed out. Think about how, like, like you said, how much women's football's come on since I were 18, so five, six years ago. It's come on massively and I think the help of social media obviously has, has pushed it on, but... If we'd have had that 50 years back, there'd be more fans that then tell the kids, because obviously a lot of support comes from, oh, my mum and dad support Palace, so I support Palace. Well, Palace have a men's team and a women's team. So I just think, yeah, with, with word of mouth and stuff, it, it would have been much better and maybe it wouldn't have had this kind of stigma around it that, like, oh, women shouldn't play football like it did a few years ago and it would just be a spot for everyone like like it kind of is now becoming that way um definitely and and yeah it's it's not a bad thing to go watch women's football so I think it definitely would have come on a, a lot more without that that ban unfortunately it did happen but we move on we try to get as big as possible now for for the next generation definitely definitely yeah. so take us back to the beginning uh when did you know that you wanted to be a footballer um and talk us through how you've gone from that to to where you are today Oh, I've been on a journey, <laughs> a long one. So I guess I was about four when my mum just noticed me kicking like a ball in the garden 
Um, and then she was like, right, obviously I need to take her to football. Joined my local team at five, probably, and then just loved it so much. Was out in the garden every night after football, lunchtime with the boys. Mum was fuming, so I was ruining my school shoes every week. <laughs> You'd have to go to Asda and get me some more pubs, but it's all worth it. And then I played for Leeds United for a little bit. I was about 11. Then I played for Bradford City, which is my team. I support Bradford, yeah. so that was amazing playing for them. And I, I broke into the first team about 15, 16. So I was playing with, with women at that point. And I think that was a massive realisation for me that I was like, oh my God, I'm playing with like grown women here. Like, this is amazing. And then I actually ended up going to America and going to university in Miami, which again, wouldn't change it for the world's heart. So I loved it. And then when I came back from Miami, I chose to go to Durham University to do my master's and then played for Durham and then just wanted to change this year really. So Palace, that's that's kind of where I've been and stuff. So yeah. Covered covered a few miles with yeah, the Yeah, I've been <laughs> all around the world really. <laughs> and would, but, yeah. would would playing abroad be something you'd you'd be looking to do again in the future? I mean it's always an option. I love the sun. <laughs> England's not really offering me too much of the sun right now, but honestly I've I haven't been happier at a club than than I am at Palace. So as long as they want me, they've got me really. But um yeah, we'll see. Like it, it, again in women's football it's so it's you just don't know what's gonna happen next season and I guess that is with with the pay and stuff. You just don't know what's gonna happen. You can't mm. you, you can't make big decisions because like you just you just need to see what comes about really so it is a difficult one but yeah I'm, I'm loving it at Palace so yeah nice were, were there any differences that you noticed between playing in the US and then coming back to the UK and developing your career here um I think England's a lot more technique based um, not saying players in America have bad, bad technique by, by any stretch of the imagination. They're the best like, team in the world, the women. Um, but in college, in university, it's a lot fitness-based. There's fast players everywhere. Um, so I do think in England there's a lot more tactics and technique that go into it. So I had to adjust a lot when I went to America. I had to get a lot fitter than I was. Um, and I think I've taken that with me through my career as I've got back to England and always taken pride in being fit. Mm. Um, but it is a lot based around that and the strength and conditioning side and all that. So, but the it's great in college that like, people really do support you and you are treated like a professional athlete, really. So I would recommend it to anyone. I had a great experience. Um, I loved it. So, yeah. Amazing. Kind of spurs me on to go to Miami (laughs) (laughs) when you've had your baby go on get back into shape (laughs) maybe maybe baby Kaka can uh can get a scholarship Sam we can all go over yeah yeah. um so speaking of sort of training and endurance that you've been doing how do you balance your training your matches working full-time and like just how do you have time to, to do everything yeah I, it's difficult I've just been at work I've just literally finished work at half past eight tonight because we don't have training tonight so that's my long day at work so I guess you just got to kind of 
sacrifice your nights to work and obviously earn a little bit more money and then your other nights are dedicated to training. Um, obviously, if we're travelling far, then we go on Saturday, but when we're at home, Saturday is a really good day to get all your stuff done, go out for dinner if you want to go see friends, stuff like that. But it sounds... I don't know if it sounds bad, but playing football is a sacrifice. Like, you sacrifice a lot of your life. Um, can't really go out with friends a lot on nights out. Um, you have to give up a lot. But the rewards are amazing. And when you play for a good team that you love, then it's it's all worth it. But it is just a balance. And hopefully when the women games keep going, more teams can go full-time and, and take that pressure off. So, yeah, I think that's what we're building towards, especially WSL are kind of there, but championship as well. And thinking about that, how how would you like to see the women's game progress as time goes on? I think, like I previously said, linking with the men's team is obviously really important, but getting the RTCs and the youth teams going to them players break in, because you hear about it in the men, like the academy players going in, and it's always such a big thing. Imagine if a girl played for, for Palace RTC or like Palace Youth since she was like five years old and she broke into the first team. It'd be amazing. amazing. So things like that, I think keeping the pro- progress going um, from from youth to to the, to the first team really, but obviously pay is a big part of it and getting the championship to where it needs to be in regards to if we could all be full-time, it'll just grow the game because then it pushes like the, the Northern League and the Southern League, you, you want to play for the Championship, so you push yourself up, you try and get promoted, things like that. I think it definitely is a big a big part of it. Yeah, I think it's something that's like, it's slowly getting there, isn't it? But we want yeah, to see that. 100%. Like, we all want to see that explosion, that like that money pumped in so that you guys can be full-time and then that'll be the start of, of everything. Yeah. Won't it really, from, and from showing it on TV, I think, has got a lot better. Um, maybe they can put games on like BBC One instead of BBC Four. Like yeah. showing the World Cup games and the Euro games, especially when when England and and things are doing well and getting getting far, usually further than the men. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's really important to to expose it. Um, yeah. Definitely, definitely, and and leading on from that, we definitely something that's changed hugely since I was a kid. We're seeing more and more women on our screens on kind of radio and and um, TV as pundits and presenters, yeah. and you know a lot of the ex players and stuff taking that route once they've stopped playing. Um, what impact do you think this currently has, but also like will have on women in the game in general? Just like kids being able to see those role models there on a, on a regular basis. Yeah, I think it's amazing. Like, if I think back to being a little kid, if I'd have seen a woman doing analysis on my screen for Sky Sports, I'd I'd be like, oh my god, she can do it, I can do it. But yeah. there were, I don't think there were any when I was younger. It's kind of only like the Alex Scotts and the Kaz have done mm-hmm. it um, more recently. So that'll be such a big push for girls, and they're commenting on men's football as well. Yeah. So that shows that women can do it, and I think. I think Emma Hayes is a brilliant example. She's actually taken a team to heights and beyond. She's a strong woman doing it for women, yeah. coaching women, around women all the time. So I just think it's an amazing example of of the fact that women can coach football, women can play football. 
Um, so yeah, I just think seeing seeing the the girls that are doing it right now and being on TV uh, and commenting on it is is amazing for for little kids as well. And I think not even just for little girls, little boys seeing women, it then kind of stops them thinking, oh, women can't play football because they're seeing it from from when they're younger. So I think that's amazing too. Excellent. We yeah. we have focused quite a lot on um, the women's game as say a separate game to the men's, but yeah. obviously there's quite a lot of male coaches um, and staff in the women's game, and that's a a normal kind of thing. I mean, you mentioned to Emma Hayes, we were bigging up as like to take over the uh, the Palace men's team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she'd be amazing at it. Would be amazing. We we really want to. But Vieira smashing it to be fair. So well, that's really true. Yeah, <laughs> we're not we're not complaining. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but how long do you think it will be before we do actually see women regularly breaking through as coaches and um, frontline staff in the men's game? I hope it's not too long. Um, obviously, there is more women coming through working with the men, so I don't see why a female coach wouldn't be able to take on that responsibility if they're good enough, they've got the credentials and, and they've shown that they've taken a team and improved them. Um, I think it's just going to take one big thing to happen and then people actually realise, okay, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay to do that. And then I think from there it'll just, it'll just break into it really, but hopefully soon, hopefully. So... I've had very exciting news that one of my friends is um, her daughter is actually going to be playing for the Brighton youth girls team, which is, I mean, I know it's Brighton. Hold on, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) That's not exciting. Why is she not playing for Palace? Uh, You know, geographical location. It's a a tough thing. (laughs) Um, But what, what sort of advice would you give to um like younger girls and women who are playing football now and want to break into the professional game and how different do you think their journey is going to be um from your kind of professional journey so far yeah well I actually coach girls every day that's my job um so I see it a lot um I coach at a school in Croydon at the minute so I'm around year seven to year 11 every day and I have a different year group every day so just seeing how they've progressed from the start of the year to now is amazing and a few of them are at RTCs around London a few of them play for the Palace under 14s under 15s and the progress they've made is just unbelievable but it's just so good to see how much they enjoy it and they just love it and the boys will be playing and they won't care they'll just get on with it do what they need to do and then um yeah, it's, it's brilliant. So I think from my journey, there were not really that many experiences um, going to different teams, especially in the North. There's not as many teams really as London. Um, so I just think it's it's the same, isn't it? Like practice, get as good as you can. If you want to be a professional footballer, you can be a professional footballer now. Like that's not holding you back. Um, and it's just getting into a team and really working to, to progress and move on every year. And just take, I always just say to the girl, take pride in your work. You know, if, you, if you're doing a passing pattern, take pride in it. Um, that's that's the advice I give a lot of the time. But I do think it'll be different to my journey because 
I'm a bit older and I didn't really have that many experiences and stuff like that. But yeah, I just think working hard and, and getting into a good team and playing around good people is, is really important for them. Going back to something you said earlier and how amazing would it be in a few years time to see some of those girls you're coaching now break through into the Palace women's team or, yeah. you know, if they, they move on to other teams. What do you, do you ever think about that? Do you ever think about what that kind of, uh, don't know, like legacy, I guess, that you'll be you'll be leaving will be like? Uh, yeah, I hope so. Like the girls who play for Palace, I can definitely see them in, in you know, the first team in four years, five years to come. They're definitely good enough. They obviously just need to reach their potential. But I think for us doing it now, especially with the year that we've had, um, mm. even though we've got a few games to go, you know, being a part-time team in primarily a full-time league now, I guess probably half the team to full-time, I think we've done really well. And I think the girls are looking at us thinking, oh, that's amazing, you know, we can do that. And and just carrying on, we obviously need to do better every year and tr- try and get as be- good as we can, hopefully move up to WSL, I think that's really important. Um, I think they'll just hope that they can then do it and and do what we've done and, and more, really. So, yeah. Definitely. It almost like seeing you do it puts it within their grasp, doesn't it? I guess it like becomes yeah. a reality for them that, you know, they're they're that much closer to it by seeing you achieve it. It, it becomes something that's, yeah, like on, on their agenda, I guess. Yeah, 100%. And they come in on a Monday, like, oh, we, we watched you play yesterday. And I'm like, why don't you come over and say hi? And they're like, no. Yeah. Like, come say hi. Um, but yeah, a few of them come obviously to the games and seeing me play and then seeing me on a Monday like morning coaching them, I think they're a bit like, oh my God. But um, yeah, I think it is, it's a good thing. Do they ever give you an analysis of your game? Oh yeah, they were like, well, we missed that chance. And I'm like, yeah, no. And then sometimes they'll ask me if, if I'm like doing a shooting drill or something. Um, I'll say I did this full uh, with the Palace players last night with the girls, nice. with the women that play. So let's see if you can do it. And they're always nice. like, oh, we'll do better than you and stuff like that. And I just think it's amazing, like confidence and, and being able to do things like that with them is is really important, I think. That is brilliant. That is, yeah. yeah. I feel inspired just hearing about it. <laughs> just, just like the different like girls in schools having access to that now. Like I remember the football team that I played in when I was at secondary school for my school was run by, and listen, they were great, but was run by two of the boys who were doing GCSE um, oh, really? PE. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, that that's who I'll and, and they were they were a good laugh. They were really good. They were like really committed to it. So it's no shade on them whatsoever. But mm-hmm. like there was just no importance on it whatsoever. So like when I then went on to college and union stuff, I stuck with netball because that's where like there was a you got more coaching, you got you know, it was just taken more seriously. Um and you, you got more development in it. And I always look back and think that as much as I love playing netball, like that's a shame because if we'd have had that like uh yeah, if it was just taken a bit more seriously, whereas the boys had like external coaches come in and all of that, you know. So it makes me really, really happy just to hear how much has changed that access that girls have got to yeah. that quality training in schools is is just brilliant. Yeah, it is it's it's amazing. So and they love it as well. So it's very enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I bet. So before we wrap up, you're gonna be uh heading down to the coast to face Lewis on Sunday, I believe. We are indeed, um, yeah. How are you feeling ahead of that match? I think, obviously, we, we didn't get the result that we wanted on Sunday, so it's now time to look forward and put things right. Um, 
Lewis are definitely a team that we hope we can take points off. And I think as a group, we're very positive about it and we're just looking to put on a good performance and come away with the points that we need, really. Um, so I think they're a tough, they're a tough side um, and they have great coaches and great facilities down there. So I think it will be a tough game, but we know what we need to do and I, I think we can get the win on Sunday. Good stuff, good yeah. stuff. Uh, hopefully in Brighton's backyard as well. I know it's not quite <laughs> It's in Brighton's backyard. It's, it's really close. <laughs> it's like a 20-minute drive. It's fine. <laughs> we'll, we'll take that. We'll take it as another derby. Um, and then it's Charlton away, the uh, match after that, right? So mm-hmm. I know we've spoken a, a bit about the uh, the Charlton home tie. Um, how is that going to be going into the, the away leg of that? that tie not just because it's the South London derby but especially because of how that last game played out and you know how um kind of close it got at the end as well like how, how do you think that atmosphere is going to be I think it's going to be amazing they'll bring fans will bring fans so I think the game against Lewis really takes us into that game because if we can have a positive result you know there's no stopping us and I think Charlton and I are going to want a bit of revenge from uh, the last game I feel like they felt they were the better team. We obviously felt like we were the better team. Um, and winning the way we did with the crowd we had, I think that'll spur them on to, to, to get a little bit of revenge. But, you know, we've got fire in our bellies for that game and, and we want to bring the three points um, back to Palace. So I think we've just got to be strong in that game, have our heads screwed on and really, really go for it. Definitely, definitely, yeah. and I think we can we can use this as a rallying call to get uh, as many Palace fans to come down for that that game, yeah, right? Therefore, we've, therefore. We've, we've heard what it means to you and what a difference it, it made to the team last time. So everyone listening, let's put that in our diaries and make sure we get down and show some support. Yeah, 100%. Um, Molly, thanks so much again for joining us today. It's been brilliant chatting to you. Um, we really, really appreciate it. We'll have to do this more often. I think we'll yeah. not just save it for International Women's Day. I think that's <laughs> That's the, that's the thing that we can take away from this. Um, but good luck for the rest of the season. Um, and we're really looking forward to seeing you smashing some some more goals before the summer. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate you having me on. And yeah, I'll hopefully speak to you guys again soon. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Producer Sam, thanks for being the uh, multi-talented legend that you are. Because uh, you're speaking high. on it. You're going to produce it. <laughs> You're giving us the content for there's just nothing you can't do. It's just incredible. I'm blushing now. <laughs> okay. We we hope you've enjoyed this special International Women's Day episode of Back of the Nest. Uh Palace Women's next home match is on Saturday, uh, Sunday, sorry, 3rd of April, as we take on Blackburn Rovers. Tickets are available in person or online via the club's ticketing site, and you can follow the team on all the normal socials under Crystal Palace FC Women or CPFC underscore W. Remember to follow us on all of our socials by searching Back of the Nest. And be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to get all our preview, review and midweek shows. We are always open to new ideas and listener feedback. So slide into our DMs. Thanks for listening. And all that's left to say is up the palace. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team.
With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.